0: Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX d Podcast right here on PHNX. Of course, my name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of this place that we call PHNX. This man next to me is my vice mayor, also your thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. And Jesse, Ken Kendrick made some interesting comments on Burns and Gambo that I think people would like to know about.
1: Yeah, I I guess interesting is the is the key word here. Uh, It's hard. It's hard to interpret exactly what this means. Basically, what Ken Kendrick said, he described it as an an economic windfall that the Diamondbacks experienced as a result of going all the way to the World Series. Uh, The playoff teams, you know, everyone who makes it into the playoffs, they share that revenue and the teams that go the furthest get the get more money than everyone else. That's how that works. Diamondbacks getting all the way to the World Series bodes well for them financially, uh, so Ken Kendrick yesterday on on uh, Burns and Gambo was talking about that, and uh, he said yes. He talked about this unplanned economic windfall and how it will allow the Diamondbacks to make not insubstantial investments in the team, which is really an interesting I way to phrase that. I love the way you put that. Because not there
0: insubstantial means nothing. Investments. He in could the team. <laughs> have said
1: substantial yeah. investments in the team. Nope. Not uh, but he chose the double negative, which I don't know. I Respect mean, maybe. It maybe he didn't it. mean that any differently than he would have if he had just said substantial investments in sure, the team sure. but yeah i mean it is it is clear that the diamondbacks you know there's there's a considerable financial gain from how deep they were to go and they were able to go in the playoffs yeah. and we just don't know exactly what that number is and uh you know ken kendrick when he was asked more specifics yesterday
0: didn't really give any information didn't elaborate there, further so, yeah. here's the thing uh i don't think it's going to be anything crazy but i do think that the Diamondbacks don't need to go out and rebuild a team, right? So, insubstantial, you know, investments into the team, uh, not insubstantial investments into yeah, the team. Get it, I mean, get it right, got, there. got it right. Got to get <laughs> double negative there. Not insubstantial investments in <laughs> the team. That I mean, I, I think I think that could be that could be very good. I mean, of course, it's just lip service for right now until they actually do something. And of course, there is that idea that costs sometimes during free agency are outrageous, where You don't want to pay that much for someone like Otani is an incredible player. Do the diamondbacks, are they even considering spending as much money as it's going to take to get him? Probably not. Here's something to be said though, about that economic windfall is that's the reason why teams like the Dodgers and the Braves and such, and, you know, are able to invest so much money in their team because they make it so far every year that they are part of that revenue sharing
1: from the Yoffs. Well, except for year. the Dodgers, right? They're just they just get to the NLDS and get bounced get every year. Get them, so. Jesse.
0: Get them. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean, right? Like, I mean, again, that's the reason why I think teams can go all crazy. That's the re- reason why you know, and the owner of the Mets can justify spending what they did because if they get to the playoffs, then a a big part of that money they invest into the team comes back to them as part of the distance that they make it. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I can attest to this just in small ways. We all know how fast those games sold out. We all know how much the tickets were for for the game. So there's an economic windfall just here in town based on the fact that this team went that far. Uh, Obviously, we we all saw what, what the lines at the team shop look like and how like by yeah. the sixth inning, those small team shops in between, uh, you know, food kiosks were like ravaged. Like it was, uh, you know, like, like there was a riot that went on and there was looting because even the mannequins were naked. It was crazy. But of course, you know, that, that is all stuff that comes with the benefit of making it as far as you do. Like there's a lot yeah. of benefits as far as how it expands your fan base, what it's going to do for ticket sales and such next year. But the big part of that is the television you know, revenue there from their long playoff run.
1: Yeah. And the million dollar question here, which we still don't really have any answers to is what's going on with the Diamondbacks TV situation. Yeah. We don't really have much clarity there, right? We know that major league baseball stepped in and took over the broadcasts, uh, you know, for this season, Uh, And our understanding is that the Diamondbacks did not get as much TV revenue this year as they would have under the previous deal that is now that now no longer exists. And so the question moving into next season is what is what does that look like for the Diamondbacks? Are they able to find a way to, you know, have a new contract, whether it be with Major League Baseball or some other entity that actually pays them the amount of money that they were getting previously it seems kind of unlikely that that's going to happen. The Diamondbacks are probably going to still have to deal with some cuts in terms of the revenue that's coming in from the TV side. Correct. And so it's it's you know they're losing money there. That seems pretty inevitable. We don't know how much it is, and they're gaining money because of the postseason run that they just had. And so it's just a it's just a, a math problem that we just don't we don't know the numbers we right don't. now, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, is the amount of money that they gained from the postseason run does that outweigh any potential losses? From from the TV deal, is it a wash? Uh, we don't we don't know the answers to those questions. We right do now. know
0: that MLB was obligated to pay the team eighty percent of what they were owed by Bally Sports right. for last for this regular season. Right, run, but that right. doesn't necessarily carry into next year. Correct, and not only that, but again, even if it does, that's still just eighty percent of what they were receiving. And I mean, there's something to be said about the fact that the Bally's deal wasn't great. Part of the reason why Bally's went the way that they did is because they overpaid. A lot of these teams for their TV rights, they didn't get the streaming rights. Like what we're seeing right now with the Suns, I believe the Suns have a package where I think you can pay hundred and ten dollars uh, to stream Suns game everywhere. Yeah, uh, but they're still also available, uh, you know, on on TV, right? So it's for like free for free, still incredible, right? But there you are don't a lot.
1: Expect of, the Diamondbacks to do that for it's, anyone. It's, anyone wondering?
0: No, not at all. But it's here locally. It allows them to control their ad revenue that they receive from it, and there's also the idea. That there are a lot of Suns fans, a lot of places. And now that $109.99 that people are paying to stream it because they don't live here in town and can't get Arizona's family are, you know, paying for it because they live elsewhere. I do know, I, I believe Arizona's Family is like you one of those channels you can't like stream on like direct TV and such like that. So there's things about it that I actually I, I think you can. Okay. I'm pretty sure that they oh no, made directly it. on their, I think maybe on their website. I'm just being like uh, like on on third-party services. Like if I go to direct TV. Um, it's not available as like a channel to watch the same way other channels. Yeah, are. It's I'm not. Weird. I'm not.
1: I think the Suns were trying to find a way to make it so that if you had one of those streaming services, that it works. But yeah, I'm not totally aware of which sure. ones it's available. Sure, sure, on. sure. But I mean, yeah, there's
0: a lot of there's a lot of things for the team to figure out, obviously. But uh, they are out of that contract. So on the flip side, this could result in them. Maybe making a deal that's even bigger. Uh, You know, we don't really know that right now or how that business, you know, uh, that end of it is going to go down. So that's still a developing story. We also have news on another developing story, which may or may not be breaking news. I know a lot of people are talking about it right now after the World Series. But according to a source of ours, renovations are in fact happening at Chase Field right now as we speak. Uh, It would mean that all signs are still. Still pointing towards the Diamondbacks staying put at Chase Field, which is not confirmed, not Not confirmed, confirmed, not confirmed. This is purely speculation based on the fact that there is after the World Series wrapped some renovations that appear to be going on uh they they according to a source they started uh on the building actually on october 2nd and they were kind of minor things that they were doing during you know the playoffs and such but we are being told light that led lights are possibly going in uh no confirmation from the team on that but we did have Derek hall telling arizona sports 98.7 i think about a month ago or so that they were working on uh possibly adding an additional air conditioning system which right now the air conditioning system is a centralized system that is shared by several venues downtown. Which so blows my mind. It's crazy. There's like an underground like chilling system that's I, somewhere that's in downtown. There's, there's like a guy <laughs> they call that's sitting in the seat. and They're like, hey, what's happening? He's like, I'm giving it all I got. <laughs> it's 119 degrees out there. What do you want from me? Right. But uh, I don't know if that's going to result in that system being independent. Simply for Chase Field? I think that was the idea was for the
1: D backs to have their own unit so that they can, you know, they can control whatever temperature they can set the temperature to whatever they want it to be inside the stadium. Obviously, there were, you know, some issues with Merrill Kelly and you know his his comments about it being a little bit warm and humid in the stadium when he was dealing with those cramping issues. Um, but yeah, they, they did. I, I, I also should point out that they did put in a new paper towel dispenser in the uh, they press, did, in um, the press box. Bathroom. Finally, it was so,
2: so good. So the
1: renovations yeah! are well underway. And they fixed at, that at wall,
0: the wall that wherever that leak was is the wall right there. I don't know. We're getting into personal business here, <laughs> but, um, I, I guess I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys want to hear? Uh, what do you guys want to see fixed the most at Chase Field? Elise says, please be the roof and AC. I think that's the two biggest things to address because yes, we want that roof open as much as possible and they used to be able to open it mid game and now they can't so like let's yeah. get that fixed i would love to see some led lights so if that's in fact what they're putting in i do understand that some of those can lights have gigantic light bulbs that are about as expensive to replace as the out-of-town scoreboard light bulbs, and, and some of them are kind of rare. So I think that they might be having issues in regards to replacing some of those, which, uh, again, all signs point to putting in an LED system being probably cheaper in the long run than continuing to try to replace old stuff like that. And cooler, more fun, all sorts of cool stuff we can do, like when they, you know.
1: Yeah, man, all these, these MLV teams think they're so cool with their light shows. Like, hey, like every person <laughs> I've been to all every stadium that I went to this yeah. year. Like they just love doing the LED light do. show thing, especially the Dodgers. Remember that story from the beginning of the season when when the Dodgers like turn they like turn the lights off in the stadium, like as the game was actively being played. It was a bit of a problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. that was like I think that was the first series of the year. That was that was a long time ago. But yeah, the, the lighting standards for across the league. The Diamondbacks are just not quite measuring up to that right now. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't honestly even think that putting LED lights in is an indication that the Diamondbacks are staying at Chase Field. I still think the Diamondbacks probably are staying at Chase Field, but they were probably going to do this anyway, because no matter what, they're going to be there for, you know, a few more years and I think it's to the point where you just have to make this change in order to just be
0: kind of a viable major league facility. No, that's for the next true. But it, we, I was talking about with Espo, it felt like it feels like a war of attrition at times between, you know, when they were when they had that lawsuit with Maricopa County and, and all of that stuff. It was kind of like when when me and my wife, you know, both refused to do the dishes because it's supposed <laughs> to be the other person's turn and we've lost track. So now we're just both not doing them and we're just seeing who can last longer, <laughs> how high that pile can get in the sink. Right. Uh, so like it felt like that with this with the stadium, like they were both letting, you know, issues go for a long time to the point now where we have this issue with the roof. That's uh, that's been going on for way too long where they can't. Yeah, open that's it another with one that in the
1: stadium. We don't I guess we don't have any confirmation on that yet.
2: Right. But no,
0: it, none at I, all that. they're working I think on it that.
1: is likely that the Diamondbacks will fix the roof yeah. this offseason. I yeah.
0: see. I'm with Gabriel. Uh, he says, I want the out of town scoreboard back and i want the clock back like but can we do like modern versions of it like would it be cool if it was still like a, a a clock right with hands but it was digital and they could like make it change into like the diamondbacks logo and say home run and shit when it like you know like they had a home wait run. how is the clock digital but it also has hands because it would it would look like you want it to be clock. like a, it screen. Would be a circular screen right it would be a clock oh, but okay. i just mean but it, they could put, you know, like like a digital watch. Jesse, jump into yeah. the twenty first century. Well, What's wrong with Truth be
1: told, you? like. I can tell time with an analog clock. Yeah. But it just takes me a couple minutes. Oh, my you God. Just, a couple
0: you, of minutes. You may, monster. Maybe not a couple that's minutes. Crazy. Like, that's give me, crazy. Give me 30 seconds, yeah. and I'll
1: figure out what time it is.
0: It's, but that, that's, it's just for the look. It's for You're the look. You're a math guy. It's just the purpose. Yeah, like, yeah, have but, the clock. yeah but
1: see, people think that because I have a math degree, it means I know no. how to tell time. It means yeah. I know how to do
2: six times five is 30, So and it's past 12, so it's 1230. That's what it should mean that you know yeah stop. well
1: it, it it's it, i just i didn't grow up like actually like telling up, time that way. right
0: now i'm so tired of you <laughs> already you've been back for two days i'm already tired of you with your goddamn i don't know what analog clocks are i didn't grow I know up in what your they world are,
1: and i can tell
0: time yeah, no, it that's
1: just takes true. me a while yeah
0: well uh by the way uh speaking of people who were fed up with uh Six Rangers fans were arrested after the win uh, for game five Uh, and four of them were arrested for running on the field while two were arrested for jumping in the pool, even with all that security. So I just want to point this out. The two who were arrested for swimming in the pool got trespassing violations. And of course, that was bad for them. But I
1: guess the assumption there is that they didn't have like access to the pool. Yeah, like they were, they they didn't, they they were in the stadium, they didn't have like, but
0: the the pool pool is still kind of treated as a suite. So it's different than running onto the surface of play. Because the four who were arrested for running on the surface of play are now banned from MLB ballparks for life all of them so wow uh hope that was worthwhile for you of course is that a
1: universal thing anytime time so. a fan runs on the field they're
0: banned for life they're banned for life wow. uh we did hear from that phillies fan that got tackled by the security guard who was far uh, overly aggressive uh-huh. uh and one thing uh, funny <laughs> so thing about that was he lost two teeth uh but yes he did survive wait he, he lost two teeth he lost two teeth oh my god And he also said that he uh it wasn't his first lifetime ban he had already been banned before and they were like how did you get back in the ball he's like i just had my buddy buy me tickets and like it's literally that simple i don't yeah, want to get that, that information that away
1: seem like an impossible thing for to, major league baseball to, to like track yeah
0: i mean yeah. what are you gonna have a picture of the guy at the front gate that's what i said everyone like, has to like everybody show their got ids got a, got when they walk in book. to make sure yeah, they don't uh, have a lifetime exactly. ban on their name <laughs> <laughs> see that's how see that's 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 why it's it's people ruin it for all of us right all it takes is one person and then next thing you know they're checking ideas at all the ballparks but um i'm still not over the world series loss by the way um i know jesse might have moved on a little faster than i have but yesterday uh, was a really dark day for me it was david had to take up, the day off work and it's understandable i woke uh, up at like
2: noon yeah and i was wow. just i was just sitting there and i was like just staring at my ceiling just like wow we really just – we let it slip.
0: Did you ski one time? No. And okay.
2: remember when Patrick skied us after we got eliminated? Yeah. And I, we both
0: looked at him and said, do yeah. not That's ski not the time. us. You don't, you don't ski yeah. us after elimination. That's absolutely not the time for that. But, uh, of course, we do have some more uh, footage from the clubhouse. Jesse was there for the final media availability yesterday. And, of course, uh, you talked to Zach Gallon about tinkering potentially with his pitch selection or
1: – Yeah, yeah. Exit interview day is interesting because players – Players just kind of show up whenever uh, to just clear
0: out their lockers. <laughs> Sometimes and they don't even come, right? Sometimes yeah, they get like think, have their stuff sent I think to some them. Some
1: players had maybe cleared everything out the night prior, so there's not usually that many guys actually in the clubhouse. But Zach Gallon was one of them. We had an opportunity to talk with him for a while, and uh, yeah, I asked a question about his his offseason tinkering plans because we all know that Zach Gallon <laughs> is a tinkerer, um, and uh, he gave a pretty funny answer to this. So I will before we play it, I will warn you uh there are clubbies who are like taping up boxes in the background it's moving day so yeah Yeah. this was yeah so you're gonna hear some background noise that is not ideal but i think you can still make out what zach allen says so let's go ahead and roll it
3: uh i don't everything i might add like three pitches i don't know um yeah the the tinkering will never stop i think until the day I, i take the jersey off really um yeah, I mean, this this will be the off season. I think this will be the first one I won't stop throwing for an extended period of time. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to you know be able to keep building on it's, you know what I've been trying to build on really. Um, I don't know if I can pinpoint anything just, just right away. i got to kind of digest it and, and, you know, go through my, my notes and kind of audit what I thought I did well, what I didn't do well. Um, and then I'll be able to come back better for next year. You think it's sweeper? Huh? You think it's sweeper? <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach Wheeler's got, what, slider curveball? Like, yes, sweeper. You uh, could get out of split. Uh, I don't know splits, splits are dangerous If you don't throw them I know they, they put some stress On the elbow um, Yeah Knuckleball huh? yeah. Knuckleball E-fist Something <laughs> I, I, I need like an extended Pitch comp for next year but <laughs> Yeah you just throw Left hand yeah, See if you know, <laughs> can do that too um, Yeah I mean I'm I don't know You're, I'm at that spot Like last year Where it was, it was The first year I didn't try to add a pitch Just tried to make things better um, And I think I'm going to Follow that You know similar. Like but It doesn't hurt to have extra weapons, Um, you know. When what you got isn't isn't really working, to what you think, maybe just kind of throw a different different wrinkle in there.
0: When does that? If he would have said he was gonna add a Robert Beshan's football slider, I would have lost <laughs> my goddamn mind. Uh yeah, no, that's hilarious though. Both the taping up of boxes and Gallon saying he <laughs> won't stop tinkering until the day he hangs the jersey up.
1: I mean, would you expect anything else from from Zach Gallon, right? I, I mean, that's just that's just par for the course. <laughs> Although it would be really fascinating, and, and this actually gave me a show idea for us at some point in the offseason where we just like we just decide what pitch every Diamondbacks pitcher is going to add. So like Kevin Ginkle is <laughs> going to have a nasty forkball in spring training yeah. next year. Yeah, Like I the love
2: slider's this idea. one thing,
1: but like know, he clearly needs another weapon to get lefties yeah. out because yeah. you know we he, saw we
0: saw that. Yeah. Oh for sure. yeah.
1: Yeah. he it's not like he he went the entire postseason without giving
0: up a run want, or anything. I want um, Zach Gallon to throw a sixty-three mile per hour. Eve Fitch just that in the feels middle like the the of, one
1: thing that's uh, missing, uh, uh, right? Like yeah, I just like want it in the middle of Zach of that Granke had like the the normal more hard curveball. Zach Gallon's is a little bit a little bit harder than his but yeah maybe maybe gallon does need like a an e pitch yeah i would be uh i feel like that's that's like the pinnacle of being like a star pitcher in the majors is when you, you don't can just pull off yeah you of don't you're not there until you have an e
0: yeah. like
1: that's the last step you and, strike uh, someone out with it too like
0: yeah like you just oh, make yeah. someone look like an absolute fool with it i will say that uh the great pitchers the great players they they continue to adapt right so the, the tinkering that that gallon kind of references there is is a big reason why i think he's going to continue to be great because he's never going to yeah. really be satisfied with anything he does even if he goes out there and and has himself the best season like any pitcher's ever had he's still going to try to find some way to adapt and get better the following season so he already has a cutter um to
1: that that comment in the chat he has like a cutter and a slider uh sometimes uh some of the pitch tracking systems get them confused and think they're like the same pitch. But yeah, right. currently has five pitches. And yeah, truth be told, as you heard there, Zach Gallen it doesn't sound like he's going to add anything this offseason. He's just going to try to make what he already has better. And he also talked about, you know, not having the second half of the season that he wanted to have and how that, you know, gives him maybe a little extra motivation to, to really try to get things right here over the offseason and come back ready to go
0: <laughs> next year. Uh, We also had uh, Tori Lavolo talking about Gallon's potential no-hitter that he was throwing there in Game 5 and and how things went for this team.
4: Yeah, I was starting to get really uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, uh, Pitch count aside, this was a World Series, and Zach came in my office last night before he left to say goodbye. We went over a couple things, and he said, I had no-hit stuff. I, I was prepared to throw a no-hitter, and I was going to ask for you to let me go 110 pitches, 115. So I would have checked in with him after the seventh. I would check in with him after the eighth, saw where he was, and it, he he had it going on yesterday, and I wasn't going to get in his way. So um, I was going to see it through his eyes. May, then if we, if I didn't like it, I was going to make make the parent decision and, and make a change if needed.
0: First uh, button-up shirt, Tory has to be. The hottest manager in baseball. That's from level three up to level (laughs) level one, right? Put him on the list. I'm not even asking for Sean's approval on this, but I I do also want to say that, like, that tracks based on conversations we've had with Zach about, like, how he said he would (laughs) let his arm fall off for a perfect game, you know, if if that situation ever arose, right? So, like, here in the World Series, in essentially what would have been you know, his, his last start, he's going to give it his all. He's going to yeah, go as many right. damn pitches as it's going to go. I also understand from Tori's perspective though, how that could be uncomfortable because you came in with a game plan and now here is your starting pitcher doing better than you ever could have imagined. And you just don't know how that's going to impact how, how you're going to have to manage and, and, and how long you're gonna to have to leave him in for before you look yeah. like a complete idiot, you know, like I, I, I turned to David and said, they should have taken him out. And David looked at me and said, with a no hitter. And like, <laughs> I was, it was just fucking yeah. crazy. But it's like, tori has been so like dedicated to pulling guys out of the game, uh, you know, especially so that they don't go through the rotation that third time through the starting lineup. Right. right. So like, it just made sense that it was time to pull him out because he gave up a run. I was like, see what did, he should have pulled him out. Right. And it was the like, most
2: hindsight thing ever. Derek most... looked at me and he was like, should
0: have pulled him out. And I was like, Derek, he was throwing a no hitter and had a very <laughs> low pitch. That's count. the reason why, right. That's why Tori's saying it's uncomfortable because he does yeah. have a game plan. But of course we've even seen this with Zach gallon where he's been brilliant in an outing up to a certain point. And then Tori just leaves him in for one inning too long. And then, now, now he's given up four earned runs or something like that, right? Yeah. It happened a couple of times during the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, pitchers are, are dominant until they're not.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like
1: sometimes there is just a point, and especially in these playoff cliff, games, bang. where, yeah, yeah, you just go from being effective to just kind of not being effective. And, you know, for Zach Gallon to lose his no hitter on a pretty sad cue ball oh. uh, that just sort of beat the shift uh, off of the bat of Corey, of course it was, it was, it was Corey, Corey Seager. Seager, right? Of
2: course it beat the shift. Too. Of course, of course it, it beat the shift. How know. many how many shift beating singles did we have hit against us in this playoffs? I've never seen <laughs> the yeah, sheer amount of like opposite field weak ground balls that went for hits against us.
1: Yeah, clearly they... Get get rid of it, right? Get rid of the what, shift. What, are, what are the D <laughs> doing? I thought they banned the shift, right? Yeah, They're what the hell just, are we doing? To be News of the past, yeah. Um, but yeah, that you can just see for Tori here, like that that no hitter put him in a in a pretty difficult spot because you've got your game plan, you've yeah. got like all right, you know, uh, eighty pitches or whatever it is, you know, we want to get to the bullpen. We've got all of our all of our best guys well rested, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting to think about like a world in which Zach Gallon had continued his no hitter through that seventh inning. What does Torrey do? Does he stick with, if it's still a scoreless game going into the ninth inning, you know, does he stick with Zach Gallon at 105 pitches and give him an opportunity to, to finish the deal? Are the Diamondbacks able to score a run? Of course, is sort of the other question there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, just uh, <laughs> crazy question, that he was able to do that. A question
0: we'll never have an answer to because they didn't. But, of course, we have more from Tori Lovolo. Uh, actually, uh, as you talked about yesterday, uh, Tori Lovolo's family members met him in the interview room. We know that was a very emotional moment. We have a screenshot uh, of yeah. that. And, like, just all the support, all the love in the world. And it makes all the sense why, you know, before, before talking to us, gas bags, he wants to go over there and... and you know, to have a moment with his family. It was uh, very emotional. You know, Tori Lavolo obviously, after that game. But I think, uh, man, it's just, it's just such an example of how much he cares and loves about this team. You know, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a coach that distraught uh, and open with their feelings during a press conference like that, you know, after a loss. Yeah, and and for
1: his family members to to just to do this to him, right? Yeah,
0: to be back there I doing mean, yeah. the can hearts. We, like, can we
1: pull it up one more yeah. time? Like, how how is Tori Lovello supposed to respond yeah, to this? Right? Like, is he actually supposed to be able to sit down and do like a full on press conference after after losing in the World Series with his with his wife and his kids in the back making you know heart hand symbols? Um, but yeah, we, we, don't, we don't have video of it, unfortunately. But after after that moment, as we talked about on the post-game show the other day, I was in there when it happened. Uh, Tori was about to do his interview and then he just couldn't do it. He just lost True. it. Uh, you can see in that picture, he's just kind of standing there staring, like trying to keep himself composed. And uh, you know, within a few seconds, he was back off of the podium and hugging all of his family members. And uh, yeah, and we have a clip of Tori talking about that in his exit interview yesterday
4: what was that like for you guys yeah that was brutal that was an emotional moment for me you know i'm an emotional creature i try to hide that from you guys and try to be a tough guy but i know you all know deep down that i can break down with the best of them are, um you know i just i was looking for some support emotionally and i think my i didn't say it to anybody and i think my wife knew that you know and um you know, when I picked my head up and they were back there and they were all making a heart, that was that was rough. That was super rough. But it was my favorite moment of the postseason. I loved what happened between the Y lines. But that, when we, when my wife asked me last night on the on the ride home and all the kids were in the car, I wasn't making it up when they asked me what was the best moment of the, of the postseason. I said there were some, there was fifty unbelievable ones, but one that took it over was what you guys did for me and acknowledged what what we're all going through. And they just love me out at a very critical time.
0: It's such a vulnerable moment. You know what I mean? You do. You feel so broken. You feel such like yeah. you, you, you let people down. You feel like you let them down, the fans down, the team down. Uh, and I know it's, it's, it's not hard to overcome being so close to the top of that mountain and, and not getting there, right? But yeah. yeah, the support from the family is... Is always something i know you know i know that's big for me like sometimes win or lose sometimes good shows bad shows uh there's nothing better than me being able to go home to my, my you know my family who like loves you unconditionally you know regardless of of what happened right so but it's it's you know it's a lonely moment when you're up there on the podium i think and you're in front of all of these cameras and all these people getting ready to essentially respond to the question of why did you fail you know yeah. like which is just a, a wild uh, it's it's a wild task to take on, but Tori is uh, continues to be one of the best human beings we know.
1: Yeah, I think I, I know that there are Diamondbacks fans, especially during some of the harder moments of the season, that kind of soured on on Tori a little bit, and you know, thought he was making some managerial mistakes. And you know, I think some of some of the criticisms are are valid of you know pitching changes here and there and whatnot. It's not like Tori Lavello managed a perfect season. But there's definitely this sense across the fan base right now where people just like this guy, you know, mm-hmm. and as someone who's who's in there every day, you know, interacting with Tori and asking him about all sorts of things related to this baseball team. He really is the kind of person that, you know, you can disagree with decisions that he makes, but he's just a really genuine Yeah just loving person who really
0: cares about people and he owns and, up to it too like when we as media question him or talk to him about stuff he has no problem like literally at times going yeah i screwed that one up you know yeah, or whatever yeah, like i think his, he does a so good honest. job
1: holding himself accountable and mike hazen i would put in the same category yeah. like mike hazen yeah. will house himself in ways that members of the media don't and There's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of fans of other baseball teams that I think are kind of jealous of that. Like, wow, I wish I could see my manager, my general manager, kind of own up to their shortcomings from time to time. And that's something we really have
0: seen from the Diamondbacks over the last few days. In some cases, especially with Mike Hazen, I feel like reporters are trying to beat around the bush so that they can handle the situation delicately. And Mike Hazen will just grab the question he knows they're trying to ask and (laughs) just answer that. And I love that about him. You know, I really do. So, and same thing with Tori Tori Tori's a little bit less like direct and and he'll he'll go along with you but Tori understands what we're trying to get to and has no problem uh being open and honest about all of that stuff so uh, of course uh you know that's look at the shirt I'm wearing right now this shirt uh this is a, this is one of my favorite Toryisms, and will never not be we're fucking dangerous we're a connected team is a dangerous team and we're fucking dangerous so uh by the way you can get this shirt we have one for Tori too Tori after you're done camping uh, and drinking a lot and all of the stuff that you plan on doing after this loss, hit me up. I got a couple of shirts for you, but you can get this shirt from our phnxlocker.com right now. We're fucking dangerous uh, and we are connected as well as as a phnx family. Make sure to grab that shirt. If you're a diehard member, you get 20% off. If you're not a diehard member, you can uh, join us today as a diehard member and you will get that shirt for free or whatever shirt you want from the phnxlocker.com uh, as part of your diehard package. So do that today. Uh, and also, thank you guys for being here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, sign up for notifications, subscribe, do all of that stuff. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Do what Gabby says. Drop us a like. Uh, and, of course, that's that's our attaboys. So if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure to subscribe there as well. Leave us a five-star re- review. We always appreciate that support. Of course. Shout out to all of our partners. We are very excited to be partnering with Gila River Resorts and Casinos. I know I need a vacation. I am going to go be – I am going to – Go to Gila River Resorts and Casinos, uh, and and pretend like I'm out of town, uh, and and turn my phone on, you know, do not disturb once again, and enjoy myself because uh, we deserve it. This guy deserves it too. I'm going maybe I'm gonna take him with a, I know he's not gonna gamble or do any of that stuff, but <laughs> he can watch me lose, you know, uh, at, at the blackjack tables, of course. But uh, I'll tell you this: you can win big also at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, and you can do it without even going uh, down there. You can also uh, you can sign up online for the Gila River Resorts and Casinos one. $1 million Big Red Showdown you can stay in the game and get rewards. It's that easy. Uh, you can play free games online for a chance to win $1 million in cash. They also have weekly pick and monthly drawings uh, that can get you stuff like Cardinals tickets, memorabilia, and free bonus play prop cards for select football games. So do not miss out on everything Gila R- River Resorts and Casinos has to offer, including being an incredible place uh, to go have some fun with your friends and stay. stay. Do a staycation here in town. Enjoy yourself. Visit GilaMillionDollarsShowdown.com to get in on the action. For more information on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to play at Gila.com. Uh, well, we also have our other new sponsor, which I'm excited uh, to be partnering with because I need some new flooring in my home, Jesse. I have a big tile that I got installed about 12 years ago. and what Nobody tells you about cheap tile that you buy sometimes is it chips and breaks and eventually you have to replace it and i don't know what to do with that now the guy that i had install it i don't even know where 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 he's at or what his phone number is anymore so uh basically do better than i did i'm gonna go to empire today and you can too uh they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated fantastic product selection uh which is all about quality their philosophy is to help you find what you need and not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes they will not put anything in your home that they would not put in their own home. They also have their virtual floor designer, which is a great way for you to see how the new floors can look in any space in your home. So check out Empire today. Again, they do service their own warranties, which I can definitely attest to when it comes to warranties that I've used uh, for furniture and other things in my home. Uh, You want you want to be able to call. Uh, the company that did it and not some third party or, uh, you know, track down a manufactured phone number. So you can schedule a free in-home estimate today with Empire Today. Uh, all listeners can receive a discount of $350 when they use the promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details.
2: I have a quick question about Tori. Uh, yes, we, what, what do we think Tori's drink of choice is? You were saying he's going to be drinking a lot mm. i need to like i need to know what tory's sipping on because i want to be sipping on the same thing
0: i get it yeah mm. there's that's <sighs> you think he's like a scotch guy i think whiskey whiskey seems a little bit more like tory's just a blue collar kind of guy i feel I, like
2: Tori loves a glass of red wine though
0: oh at uh, salvatore Salvatore Lavallo absolutely enjoyed <laughs> a glass of red wine. I can almost guarantee that, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? No judgment. The man's allowed, the man took us to the World Series. He's allowed to do whatever he wants to He's with the next week. He's just drinking, like, raspberry mojitos. You know what? i <laughs> That I'll would be such it.
2: a savage move.
0: <laughs> I, I'd be pounding margaritas on a beach somewhere like I won the World Series, even though I didn't win the World Series, because why not? Plan that trip anyway, Tori. You deserve it, but you uh, did say you wanted to go camping, so uh, <laughs> Gabriel's that's twisted tees. That's probably just accurate. Like a frat boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just doing four locos, stands. just four locos and doing hand cake uh, stands out of a, a Bud Light keg, you know, somewhere right now. But uh we do have some awards to talk about, which we knew were coming. We knew that this Arizona Diamondbacks team was an award-winning team. And we knew one guy in specific was not going to be uh, unincluded in-, un- 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 in all of this stuff. Corbin Carroll, who is your shoe-in for Rookie of the Year for the National League, has been named the MLBPA Player's Choice for National League Outstanding Rookie. No surprises there.
1: Could you imagine if it was like... Like James Outman or Ellie Daily
0: Cruz. Damon would have have sent the angriest email to the MLBPA you've ever seen
2: written in your life. Much more than an email. I almost threw up at just
0: the thought of James Outman right there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Carroll doesn't win Rookie of the Year, burn the whole league to the ground, right? Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Carroll is a finalist also for the MLB Silver Slugger Award along with his teammate, Cattell Marte, which I uh, don't know, don't know if either of those guys are going to end up with the Silver Slugger, but I do think that yeah. uh, there's definitely uh, there's 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 definitely a case to be made for them, but there's also a case for Luis Rise, who had a 133 OPS plus and hit. Uh, 350 plus all season long
1: yeah he has a so it's a rise Ozzy Albies of the of the Braves and then can Marte those are your three finalists at second base and yeah I mean OPS plus Luis is at 133 Albies at 124 Marte at 128 so a rise a slight lead there but yeah I mean it's the 354 batting average I don't I don't see how anyone is gonna is gonna beat a rise given that he no. led the league in hitting and no. He didn't hit 400, but 354 is still still pretty dang impressive. So, for as great of a season as Catal Marte had, I don't think he's going to win a silver slugger.
0: We also have uh, Corbin Carroll, who is going up against uh, Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna.
1: Yeah, those guys are both going to win. He's going to win. That's it. That's two of your three spots. Yeah. And then you got the final spot. And Carroll would be, I mean, should be in the mix, right? He had a 134 OPS+. Plus. Uh, other guys who are in there, Juan Soto, Cody Bellinger, Kyle Schwarber, and Seiya Suzuki. Those are all the finalists. I think Juan Soto is probably going to come away with that third spot. He yeah. had a 158 OPS+. Plus. Even though, I mean, it's funny because I feel like talking with people around the Padres or, I don't know, people don't have like that positive of a view of Juan Soto right now. It just seemed like, I don't know, Some somehow people are trying to tell me that his like 950 OPS or whatever it was, was kind of like empty calories and like didn't really help the Padres score runs. I don't know if I really believe that, but at the end of the day the stat line is is better than corbin carroll he's probably going to get that third
0: spot a little bit a little bit of like maybe game four where like the score looks closer than it actually was yeah yeah yeah, where, where juan soto might be getting those numbers in but it's in losses and in situations where he's not really driving in a lot of runs or making a huge impact on his team's ability to win but still Hitting the ball well, but uh, yep we also have some defenders that could be getting some awards. We have Gabriel Moreno, Christian Walker, and Alec Thomas, who are all Gold Glove finalists. Uh, and even that situation isn't super great. For for instance, like center field, Alec Thomas is going up against uh, Brenton Doyle, uh, who is in fact going to win uh, the NL Gold Glove. For yeah, center field. I mean, like there's no doubt. I the would guy's I incredible. would think
1: so. Yeah. I think we talked about this like like a month ago uh brenton doyle was a a terrible hitter like like the worst hitter in baseball by a significant <laughs> margin if you you know if you put like a plate appearances threshold on it uh but at the end of the day that shouldn't matter when it comes to the gold glove award even though sometimes it does but in terms of the defensive metrics he's head and shoulders above the competition including alec Thomas. So. I think you're probably looking at Brenton Doyle of the Rockies getting a, a much deserved gold glove in center field. Christian Walker should win at first base. Uh no surprises there. Carlos Santana actually had more defensive runs saved at first base this year, but Christian Walker had significantly more outs above average, which is sort of the other main defensive metric that people like to use. So, yeah, I think you're you know, it doesn't doesn't just come down to the metrics, of course, right? I mean, these are voted on by actual coaches and and uh you know, managers and whatnot around the league. So they're not just going to stare at all the numbers, but <laughs> I think there's a good chance Christian Walker comes away there. Catcher is interesting. Uh, I think Gabby Moreno Gabby? and Patrick Bailey of the Giants, it's probably going to be one of those two guys. JT Romuto is a finalist just because he's JT Romuto. Uh, and they... He has to be there. Robotically, yeah. he's just a finalist <laughs> every year. he doesn't matter his, what his numbers look like. His he defense just goes be, metrics were actually not very
0: good Guys, this year. he was injured all season. Yeah, I know. We just put him in anyway. It yeah, yeah. No, JT
1: Ramuto could play 12 games next year, and he'd somehow still be a finalist in the Gold Glove race, I'm convinced. But, yeah, Gabby Moreno against Patrick Bailey is interesting. Uh Patrick Bailey has a substantially better... Uh, substantially better numbers on the framing uh, side of things. Gabby actually grades out as a below average framer, whereas Patrick Bailey grades out as like the best framer in the sport.
0: Yeah. But meanwhile, uh, so, Moreno's
1: arm is incredible. Yeah. Moreno right? beats Bailey in the other thing. So he yeah, had the best arm, right? Uh, catchers. Uh, catching runs above average, uh, throwing runs above average, defensive runs saved, baseball savant metric, he comes out on top there. And yeah, overall defensive runs saved, Gabby Moreno uh, led all major league catchers. So there's a, a strong case for Moreno. I think I think he should win, but a lot of people really like Patrick Bailey behind behind the plate as well, and and I can understand why. So. That one's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously we know Zach Gallen fell out of the running for Cy Young candidate. He was there as candidate for most of the season, but that kind of ended as as things took a turn on him there towards the end of the season. But yeah, I do have I do have one thing I want to talk about, and that is our guy Tori, who we were just talking about, NL Manager of the Year.
1: Yeah, I what do you
0: think? What are your thoughts on that?
1: manager of the year? We've talked about this. It's stupid. None of us know <laughs> like this award is dumb, but at the end of the day Tori is clearly done. Tory clearly did a, a very good job with the Diamondbacks this season taking a team that was not at all expected to, you know, go as, as far as they did even in the regular season winning 84 games was an accomplishment I don't think it's a guarantee there for Torrey. Um, I, I expect he should be one of the finalists there. Uh, but Skip Schumacher of the uh, Miami Marlins has a strong case. Taking you know, Marlins finished with a better record than the Diamondbacks when all was said and done. Their expectations might have even been lower. Has, it, the has it already been in. voted
0: on? Sorry to interrupt you, but has it already been voted on? Was, would the postseason be so. taken into consideration strongly here, based on what they did in the postseason?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a regular season award. So yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess I'm saying I think it probably has already been voted okay, on, but okay. I'm not entirely sure. But I, I do believe it is a regular okay. season
0: only award. Yeah, okay, because that, that changes things substantially as far as Tory's chances. But I have one piece of evidence, I think, that clearly illustrates how important Tory's managerial skills are. Damon, would you mind?
4: What's up, everyone? It's Tori Lavella, manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Thanks for checking in. Hope everybody's doing great. It's time to kick off happy hour. And Clue Haywood says it's time for Friday beers.
0: <laughs> Friday beers time. <laughs> Friday beers. That's my manager. That is my manager. That is didn't, that he, is it. didn't he make that video like three years ago? <laughs> I don't care, Jesse. I don't care. <laughs> it means every Friday I can drink beers because Tori said I could. That's what
1: Derek, it is. Derek, Derek is ready to declare Tori Lovello the NL manager of the year for, yeah. for the rest of his managerial yes. career because of this cameo video that he made three years ago for Clue Haywood.
0: Also because he's very nice to me and I enjoy his company very much. That's another reason why <laughs> I and, just uh, I think uh, also because he took this goddamn team to the world series what are we even doing here this man is a genius his coaching staff deserves to say he deserves to say he deserves all the awards they all deserve all the accolades they're incredible tory win human of the year human of the year. Why not? Time person of yeah. the year. Time. I, I'm down for it. I don't just. I hey, don't, are, are there some kind up. of
1: metrics? Do we have metrics
0: for human of the year? We need I to, need I need analytics. We will need it's the numbers. It's it's it's, it's <laughs> love. It's an equation. It's love times nine divided by innings pitch. That's the way it works. So, uh, but I'll tell you <laughs> one thing I love uh, of course is our set decorations. You can't see Jesse Jr., but he's down here. I assure you. Uh, and so is all of our wonderful uh, Foco bobbleheads. And we thank them, of course, for making our set look incredible. They're tiny. Works of art and everything that they have to offer. Foco is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise, and of course, they have all of the incredible stuff for you. uh World Series, uh, get it while while you can. There's still some limited edition bobbleheads over there that you can get. It, Foco does have the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms, and of course, right now, uh, get get. Get your little tiny works of art. Some of those are limited edition, uh, numbered, and incredible. You also have uh, all sorts of uh, NLCS champion, NL champion merchandise you might be able to pick up on there. Uh, so, of course, uh, make sure to check them out. FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours, too. Get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com and using code PHNX. For all non-presale items, use the code PHNX, and you will receive 10% off. Also, tickets for events. I know there's other stuff happening. Baseball might be over, but there are other concerts. There are other shows. uh, There are specifically other sports teams that need your support here in town. So make sure to check out Game Time. It's the best place to get last-minute ticket deals. And, of course, it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Why? Because it's so aesthetically pleasing. No, it's not just that. It's because they have the best (laughs) deals, and you can get those deals Last minute, especially when you got that FOMO. Uh, we got FOCO we talked about earlier. Now we're talking about FOMO. But that fear of missing <laughs> out, uh, making sure that you don't miss out on all of these great uh, events happening around town. It's it's this time of the year. This is when everything, the weather is beautiful, events are happening, uh, and you can get the cheap tickets for those events at game time. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download their app. Create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: Did you see that Suns game last night?
0: I didn't. I don't want to talk about. I that. lost a lot of you money on that. Sunset. Reserve oh, that so for the Suns show. I'm not. No, we we the, we're, I, I we're not taking on the guilt of them t- getting beat by another team from Texas. I'm not doing that. Texas, oh, uh, I think true. Mac, Mac yeah. tweeted it out like Texas has victimized us this week, and well, I'm not down. Well, the Spurs doubt- are. I mean, the Spurs
1: are probably the most oh. hated Texas team in all of Arizona sports. Right, the Spurs. I mean,
0: own. The, the, the Spurs and the Rockets for me are equal, but that's just because I've been around for a long time. Um Speaking of things that have been around for a long time, Jesse, you want to talk about antitrust exemption laws? No, MLB? I don't.
1: I don't. And truth be told, me and De- Derek put this topic on the rundown. Yeah, and Jesse, I was like, you're like what are going to have doing? to explain this to me what like are we I'm doing? five, because yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Everyone knows I'm the analytics guy. I like to talk about all of my, all of my stats and things. And I'm the and fun Derek, guy! Derek likes to talk about 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 uh laws and and lawsuits Mm. and uh yeah enjoy my background is in bird bird law jesse
0: my background's in bird law and real estate but uh mlb has settled a lawsuit with two former minor league teams if you guys remember in 2021 before the 2021 season mlb decided to reduce the number of minor league teams down from 160 to 120 obviously that meant 40 teams within the umbrella of mlb now we're just kind of hung out to dry to figure out what they're supposed to do with their teams, their yeah. organizations, what, what they league, they play in all that kind of stuff. So four of those teams kind of got together and individually sued MLB about that two dropped off and two kind of banded together. Those would be the Norwich sea unicorns from Connecticut and the tri-city Valley cats, which are based loosely out of Albany, New York. So these two teams uh, sued my major league baseball and major league baseball has now settled. The lawsuit with these two teams. Basically, what they sued them for was that, you know, a, a trial was set uh, to determine whether MLB made improper inducements to minor league teams and whether minor league teams breached uh, their contracts with the former minor league governing body. So, <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll let me break the... See, he's, he's laughing <laughs> at. he, language, he here and to me, Woba. Speaking? Okay, well, here, let me is falling asleep, The minor league Look what gover- you've done. Uh, here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so when they did make that reduction in minor league teams, teams, MLB took over their minor league system. Prior to that, MLB was actually not in charge of their minor league system. There was an associate. It's the national association of professional baseball leagues had overseen the minors since 1901. So now MLB kind of oversees their own thing, which was formerly kind of overseen by like a third party. Right. So basically what's happening is MLB for years since 1922 has received this uh, like exemptions of being governed by like the FTC as a business, right? They're treated like they're a traveling circus or something else. Like they actually were back in 1922. And just to confirm the FTC is the federal toddlers commission. It's the federal toddlers uh, certification. No, it's the federal trade commission is what it is. (laughs) It is the governing body over like, you know, uh, companies that essentially like cross over, like state lines at times, like interstate lines to develop, deliver a product. And technically that's what MLB does because their teams travel from one city to another to play each other. There's merchandise sold across the United States and stuff like that. Basically they, they MLB settled out of court because if they didn't, this sounded like it was going to go to the Supreme court. And if it went to the Supreme court, there was a chance that MLB could lose this antitrust exemption that they currently have had and they don't want to lose for the last 101 years. Right. It would just kind of mean that the government could oversee baseball. And I don't know if that would be good for baseball or bad, but it would probably be bad for MLB as a company, as far as financially and the oversight that would come with it based on, you know, the government. Right. So like settling with these two teams, it's kind of weird because like you would say kind of at face value, why did these two minor league teams have, a lawsuit in the first place because MLB can just decide at times whether these minor league teams are or aren't part of their, you know, of, of their umbrella. We see, you know, teams switch what their minor league teams are and things like that all the time. So yeah. all of that just kind of seems like standard practice. So it does feel like there's something more here about kind of MLB taking over their minor league system and and how it could have impacted them overall as a business If if this case went to the Supreme Court probably would have looked pretty bad for them as well. The only thing I understood about what you just said is about the. No,
1: I'm kidding.
2: It, 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 it mostly made sense.
1: Um, but yeah, the, the antitrust exemption seems like uh, seems like the really big deal. And Major League Baseball was sort of like, yes, we're just going to settle this. Yeah, and, and we want keep this to it go away. from escalating yeah. anymore because we don't want that
0: to become a thing. You start and, you start picking at it. And you start discussing what kind of business it is and how much money they make and and whether it qualifies. as this? I mean. MLB is much different now than it was in 1922. So like as far as the business goes, I mean, there's a lot of things that feels like MLB keeps their hands of like, you know, like now every sports team, when you go to their team shop online, isn't their team shop, it's a fanatics.com website. Right. So like, I feel like there's things that are being done to kind of keep them, Maybe potentially out of that realm of 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 being a business and still staying a separate entity that just puts on sporting events, right? But there is definitely more business being done by MLB than it being essentially like a, a traveling circus. But anyway, that's it's just <laughs> Baseball interesting. Baseball is just a traveling it, it, circus yeah, at the end of the day. Well, because right? like uh, you know. <laughs> Government doesn't really get involved in baseball, but we did see that with the steroid scandal there in the late 90s where they did start bringing people in to testify in front of Congress about their use of steroids and, and PEDs and things yeah. like that. So, I mean, it does it is one of those things that could basically result in government having more oversight over the game. and It could be bad. Could be good. It could be the, you know, to, to keep major league baseball from maybe doing some of the stuff they do to the minor league kids that have to make ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a year while while working for them. I don't know. That's a whole other story. But uh we do have some information from the Arizona Fall League. Uh this weekend is the Fall Stars game, right? We got the fall.
1: Yeah, the Fall Stars game. Yeah, the uh, home run derby. Also the home run derby. Both events are happening this weekend.
0: We had a lot of fun out there with you guys doing that last year. And I just kind of laugh about how different. This year was for us versus last year. We yeah. haven't had time to take in the fall ball because we were kind of busy with a Diamondbacks World Series run. It's kind of weird the way that that worked out.
1: Yeah, we were, we were planning on going pretty hardcore with oh, our yeah. fall league coverage this oh, yeah. year, but we wound up having...
0: You know, more important things spread to, a little to do. thin. Jesse kept having to go to Philadelphia. It was weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy how things turned out. But yeah, just going through some some numbers, and you know, we we did talk back before the fall league started about who the Diamondbacks representatives are. Ivan Melendez is definitely the most notable name uh, on the list for the d-backs in terms of just prospect standing so far in 19 games melendez has a 781 ops he's hitting 250 360 421 not exactly an outrageous showing of power like you might have expected to see um but you know he's he's held his own uh his strikeout rate is a little high but it's not it's not as crazy as what we saw in the regular season so I think that's, that's a, you know, a positive there. And, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't gotten to see him much in person, obviously. So we're kind of, <laughs> we're kind of just standing at a staring at a statue sheet here. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, sure. I haven't, don't have much of a read on, you know how he's looked defensively at third base or anything. But
0: I, I know his numbers have come up because he was really struggling early on. Uh, I know Sterling yeah. Thompson from the Rockies organization has been just tearing the cover off the ball for the Rafters. Yeah. That guy is slashing 342, 40, 463, 487 with a 950 OPS. A couple of guys there on the Rafters are really doing really good. Jace Jung. Is on the route is that is that is that any relation is there I any relation? So. No? no, okay. I, so. I just figured uh, but yeah, no, I mean uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks uh, AJ uh, Vukovic. He has a 264 321 319 line with a 640 OPS. So yeah, I mean it's it's fall ball, but it's still a great time and especially the fall stars game is probably the one of the best games uh, to go check out. If you haven't had a chance to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to be there this weekend and uh yeah, Vukovic, uh, just going back to him real quick. Kind of a kind of an interesting uh fall league for him. He's only slugging 3.19 with that 2.64 batting average. He's only he only has four extra base hits. They're all doubles, no homers or, or triples in the fall league. Uh he's been playing some center field, so you know, hopefully I'm able to get out to some games and kind of get a read on on how he's looked out there, but yeah, offensively it hasn't been quite what what he's probably hoped for he is he has stolen 13 bases though which is pretty impressive in in 18 games he's 13 for 16 so he's a big guy too yeah he's a big guy who yeah you know came up as a as a third baseman D-backs have you know tried him in in a couple different spots most recently center field and uh yeah you know he steals bases it's kind of an interesting profile but the bat is going to have to really come around, I think, for him to to really, you know, make an impact at the major league level. And we haven't quite seen that so far in the fall league.
0: Chris Melton says strikeout rate can be improved. You can teach patience. And that's absolutely the truth. I felt like we saw that with Alec Thomas a lot. And I mean, obviously, there were still some bats in the postseason that weren't great. But I felt like Alec Thomas's patience really came along from just August of this year to to where he was. During the postseason, and, and you you can actually do that. She said, "Jace is Josh's brother." So shut up, Jesse. You were wrong. Is that is that true? I don't there's know,
2: no way that there's two names: John, there, Josh both... Jung and Jace Jung. Yeah, come on. Jace, what are we
1: doing? Yeah, here? what are we I'd doing? They're definitely corrected. related. Yeah. Yeah. I stand correct. He absolutely is Good. Josh Young's
0: Brother, yeah, there you go. All right, well, Chris. By the way, uh, I I know some of you may have known about her jersey. I know we talked about it. It did get returned to her. I know you were excited about that. We're gonna have Chris on to kind of talk about that because she said it does have a connection somehow to PHNX. Uh, Somehow we. I don't know if we helped get her jersey back or if somebody else did. I'm, I don't know if it was a diehard, but we're going to have that story for you Has soon.
2: Chris ever been on the show?
0: I don't know if Chris has ever Will been Chris on be the show. Will
2: Chris be making her PHNX D-backs debut? She might be. We be. So. might have
0: to have her on and make that debut, but... Uh, uh, Chris is also an expert in the Robert Besson's football slider. So she can break that down for us as well and see if maybe Zach Gallon <laughs> can get that new Stiff as Arsenal, wrist, throw it like a football, Stiff wrist, throw it like a football. Don't forget. But, uh, of course, uh, we thank you guys, of course, for stopping by. Do you have anything else for minor league? Give anything else. I mean, I don't check in with you anymore to see. Uh, you got whatever else you want to talk about.
1: No, I yeah, I think I'm I think I'm pretty much covered. Um, yeah, you know when the fall begins, we'll we'll come back and and kind of do a full on wrap up of how you know get some of the pitchers and whatnot yeah, too. Sure. But yeah, I think you know Vukovic and and Ivan Melendez are the most notable prospects in there for for the backs and uh yeah, not a whole lot of news to report
0: on on that front. I can't wait to see how the Diamondbacks kind of revamp their farm system considering. How many pieces they they kind of took out of it, you know? This year, it's going to be because I, I know a lot of their top prospects. I know Brandon fought was like far and away the top pitching yeah. prospect. So it's going to see the how. days
1: of the D backs ranking really high and all of the prospect rankings might yeah. might be over might be if over we're being for honest. a little while yep. especially with Drew Jones kind of struggling here early in his career. I think his stock is has dropped not not necessarily for the for the long term. You know, he he looked better toward the end of the season, but yeah, I mean, he is. Jordan Lawler, you know, he's going to graduate probably pretty soon as well. So you're getting pretty close to the point where it's sort of Drew Jones and then uh, I guess Tommy Troy would still be, you know, near the top of that list. But the, the system is thinned out considerably given all the guys who have graduated.
0: Is that not a sign that we're kind of transitioning over into a phase where the major league club is becoming more competitive and they're planning on it being a more perhaps sustained kind of success level at a major league level uh you know especially with yeah. the investment
1: that they want to make in the team i i think i think so but at the same time like you know you can theoretically when you've got one guy graduate you've got another guy coming in to yeah. you know take his of, spot and take start that to look, spot yeah. and, and kind of keep things moving along so uh yeah it'll be interesting to see backs draft class um this most recent year uh or i guess this most recent draft back in june it's obviously a really limited sample, but the, these last couple draft classes for them, the stock on some of these guys maybe hasn't risen um, or or has dropped in some cases. So, uh, yeah, obviously still early with a lot of them and can't read too much into any of that just yet.
0: Yep. Well, it's going to can't read much into anything at this point. I uh, can't even read much into those comments from Ken Kendrick until things actually happen. Right. But <laughs> keep your hopes alive. Snake's alive. We're going to keep... Uh, hoping that this team moves in the right direction uh, because if they can, like I've said in the past, this is going to be a very exciting team to watch for a number of years. They just got to, you know, they got to know what they have. They have to build around the core that they intend to build around and and add those pieces that can help uh, get this team to that next level. Which is weird to say because that next level after this postseason run is essentially just winning the World Series. They already got yeah. <laughs> they already got to the level that every team wishes they could ascend to, right? So especially after a hundred loss 110 loss season two years ago. But anyway, uh, I will say a great way to celebrate everything the Diamondbacks have, have done here in the postseason is with our friends at OG's brands. With the World Series drama winding down and the holiday season heating up right around the corner, uh, make sure Uh, you take care of yourself. Thankfully, our buds at OG's brands are back at it with an exclusive deal for PHNX listeners, and they've made it super easy for you to score uh, with these savings. Get 25% off any OG's product at your neighborhood Zenleaf location from now until November 30th. It's a great... It's a great addition for Thanksgiving. I'm just saying. Uh, But you can get it. uh, You just got to place an order online and use our code of PHNX, and you might have the best Thanksgiving you've ever had in your life. Uh, Just head to zenleafdispensaries.com, find your closest location, order your favorite OG's gummies for pickup, and enter discount code PHNX at checkout. The deal is exclusive for PHNX listeners. And reminder, it is available only for online and pickup orders. Discount code PHNX, again, active until November 30th. Uh, well, we thank you guys, of course, for being here in the PHNX chat. Of course, if you guys have not signed up for our Die Hard membership yet, do so now. You'll get that shirt for free. Uh, it's the shirt I'm wearing or any shirt from our phnxlocker.com. Uh, we're connected. We're a connected community. We're a dangerous community. So get the shirt of a dangerous community. Uh, get that now, of course. Uh, Diehard membership will get you 20% off all future purchases. You also get access to discounts from our partners, Jesse's newsletter, and all the newsletters from all of our writers around here. You also get uh, exclusive access to our members-only Discord lounge and so much more. So please uh, sign up today. Join us and become part of that family. You'll get your free shirt. You get your free shirt every year that you're a Diehard member as well too. So make sure uh, to fill up your, your locker, your your drawer with all of our merchandise because we have some pretty great shirts, I got to admit. I'm, I'm a little biased, but I kind of like them. Uh, we also like you guys. so thank you again for stopping by of course you can follow us on twitter i am at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman uh gabriel moreno wants you to drop a like uh damon is at damon dog that's d-a-w-g of course we are damon's dogs Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Thank you. Yeah. we got to coordinate that better. Patrick was <laughs> like that. Uh, of course, uh, our show is at phnx underscore d but all roads do lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again so much for your time. We appreciate you, uh, and we thank you. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Ken Kendrick spends a not insubstantial amount of money on this team. <laughs>